2: That's right, you fell over. Hold on, I got something to remedy that. Put <laughs> the a little... Start of every
3: podcast, I gotta fall over and look at the ceiling. Yep.
2: And also I <laughs> it's been become a tradition that uh, I typically forget to take off the case, so we have that segment. Yeah. The old taking off the case segment. <laughs> the weekly feature. <laughs> yeah. But I actually re- I actually remembered this time, and I also am double checking now. We have Oh yeah, we're recording on the correct mic, we're, we are recording, it looks like everything's a go. We are a professional podcast. Yeah, and I'd like to report that, uh, did you notice on the Dan Levitard show that Stu Gotts was recording from the wrong mic? Did you catch that? I mean, he always is, isn't he? Yeah, but it's just hilarious because he, he has the same exact microphone I have, which isn't unique. I mean, everybody uses this one. The Yeti? yeah but it was just hilarious that Mike kept saying no you have to do the drop down arrow and click Yeti which is <laughs> the same mistake the Boom DDT podcast has made numerous times the apple doesn't
3: far, <laughs> fall from,
2: fall far from the tree no so there are national radio shows uh, from the worldwide leader in sports that have these same issues
3: yeah so, so don't we're as professional th- as can be.
2: Yep, you're about as professional as they come So, what have you been doing today, Jeff?
3: I got this podcast, and I got a little bit of work, and then just getting fucking pumped for SummerSlam.
2: Hell yeah. I am excited for the Slam. I think we should, uh... So, were you able to watch SmackDown? Yes. Okay. So, uh, a a big fuck you to Hulu, uh, step your game up stepping game up or uh, WWE not sure which one but the thing is I can't watch these wrestling programs until they make them to Hulu and uh, as of let's see it's 2.30pm central time and last time I checked it was about one thirty. so as of one thirty pm no Smackdown on the Hulu yet One thirty pm Saturday
3: afternoon this is the day after Smackdown
2: yeah which okay I get it but I think by I think by noon it should be there it had
3: better can pull this up, since we're on the FaceTime together, I can pull this up so you can see just what the Thunderdome encapsulates because this is trending number one
2: worldwide, Eric. Okay. Uh, I actually saw a clip. uh, Do show it to me, but I saw a clip on uh, Facebook, and I thought it actually looked pretty good. I mean, it is what it is, but I thought it looked looked better than the NBA's version. Am I wrong? I have still not seen the NBA's version. Is that with the...
3: uh, like, and they look like cardboard cutouts and seats, but no, they're real people on Zoom.
2: No, it's it's just like the WWEs, but WWEs looked crisper. It looked it looked better done, I think. Like in oh. the NBA version, from what I've seen, they have like gaps in between the fans. Oh yeah, there's no gaps here. No, <laughs> no, I saw it. There was a lot of faces. You got to keep... a lot
3: of faces, Eric, but um. I mean, it's it looks like a giant Zoom call essentially, with rows and rows of green screens, or maybe five rows of green screens, to like simulate that they're actually in seats. Yeah, uh, that's similar to what the NBA's done, but
2: pretty much. Do you have it queued up?
3: It, it's it's getting there. I'm getting through uh, bullshit uh, advertisement. Now we're at the then now forever screen. So let me keep fast
2: forwarding here. The only the clip I saw was like Vince like introducing it, uh, and then it just showed like one little shot of it, and that's all I got. Yeah, I, yeah. So, I saw this part, which it, like I'll give it to him. It looks cooler than the the uh, performance center.
3: Yeah, it's it's an actual small arena where he can put all his pretty lights and have all his pretty fireworks and the titan shot in the
2: fucking Thunderdome, man. Yeah. I wonder why they called it the Thunderdome. Don't you think that'd be like some kind of fucking breach? Breach from uh, WCW? No, uh, Thunderdome is like from oh. uh, the Mad Max series. Uh, yeah, Mad Max? Shoot. Yeah. I, I thought it was so, like, I'm like, damn it, why does Thunderdome sound so familiar? And all I was thinking was, Thunder in, in Paradise. paradise. <laughs> Epic movie Thunder in Paradise. There's an episode out there where we go over it. Oh here we go. Yeah, there's old man Vince.
3: They got swirling shit in the background, and here's here's this here's the uh, zoom calls. So you got hundreds of people. And Eric they become throughout the night rather blank faced because if you're watching wrestling not live but at your T V, we all know that you're not popping as hard
2: you are in the arena. Yeah. So my question for you is, can I hear them? No, they they pump in crowd noise. But it's not that. Like if you like if you're paid for that ticket, I'm assuming you have to pay for that ticket. I don't know. That that, that
3: was going to be my follow up question. How is how does the Boom DDT podcast get in the motherfucking Thunderdome?
2: I think you can buy a ticket. Oh shit! I was hoping it'd be free. It might be uh, the NBA. I think. Uh, I don't know if, I don't think you buy those tickets. I think it's a first come first serve thing with like an addition of a celebrity thing. Cause if like little Wayne wants to get on there, he automatically goes on there. Yeah. Uh, and it could be the same thing here. I don't know. But, uh, I, I didn't see any celebrities. You think if they had any celebs in the Thunderdome, they would have pointed them out. Probably would have. It's probably not as common that, you know, wrestling's not quite what the NBA is as far as celebrities. Uh, but, uh, so I'm curious, can you fast forward to what a match looks like? Yeah. Because it could. It seems like it might be a little distracting during an actual match. Uh, I mean,
3: you just see people's faces in the background and shit. I don't think it's too distracting. Not any more distracting than an audience would be. Less distracting, I would say, than an audience.
2: Okay, so you can't hear him at all. That's kind of a bummer.
3: Yeah, so here's what a match
2: would look like. We got uh, Big E versus Sheamus here. Big E versus Sheamus. Okay, No, I, li- I think it looks better in the Performance Center. Yeah, but...
3: Uh... If I, if I turn the audio off, Eric, you would like the audio from the uh, limited fans better, I believe. I do, at least.
2: It's just... Oh my god, did you hear that? No, I, I hear an incoming breeze. Is that air conditioning? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the window unit just kicked on. It sounds like we're fucking in a jet engine. Oh, great. Hold on, let me go cut it off. I'm going to have to filibuster for a second. So yeah, the Thunderdome
3: trending number one worldwide, and I would say it's—I mean, we're we're in a pandemic. Vince really wants the audience to be there, but we need we need uh, the the audience members to not just be little webcam marks. Look at them back there being webcam marks. We need them to be fucking pumped. Oh, one guy brought his title, good for him. But the rest of them, you know. <laughs> Are at your side. You're giving me deadpan stares. Get into the action. If you're going to be on the webcam, you've got to live that kayfabe lifestyle. This yeah. The DDT podcast needs to be in on this action.
2: Yeah, we can definitely try to get in on I'm sure, like, like it's going to be like this at, at SummerSlam, obviously.
3: Oh, yeah. They, they said, uh, SmackDown, SummerSlam, and Raw, and then before Vince was cut off during this intro by, uh, Bray Wyatt, he was saying, from now on week in, week out and then he got cut off so I assume he, he's going with this moving forward until yeah you know, the pandemic gets better but
2: yep and I don't know I might I don't know I think it and like I said I'm not getting the full experience here but I think it's a lot better than performance center
3: the the lights I mean you got your production lights and that's that's a huge part of it for, so and just I would say it's, a, it's an upgrade but yeah, wait till you hear the audio work before you make any final judgment. It's it's a slight upgrade.
2: Yeah, well, like you said, in these trying times, it, like you can't get much better than this. I mean, this probably was very expensive. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, <laughs> Vince just wanted to flex some coin on us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like I know I had these cheap ass glasses with like twenty fans in the background. I was doing okay, but here's a uh, hundred thousand dollars worth of shit.
2: Who, hold on a second, so this is uh, Sheamus versus Big E for the listeners, and yes. who, who do we got outside the crowd, or outside the ring, and why are they there? So the entire, I fast forwarded here,
3: Eric, the entire Smackdown locker room is out of ringside, and that's because um, Retribution came in in the first segment. So in the first segment, Vince introduced shit, and The Fiend interrupted him and came out and just creepily stared at him. Then before anything could happen, Braun came down, and there's another stare down. Then the lights cut out, and Retribution came in, and they were going to surround Braun and Bray. Uh, Bray just gives a little wave goodbye and cuts the lights and, you know, apparates away. So it's just all Retribution versus Braun, and they're ganging up on him. And the SmackDown locker room comes to save the day. And chases
2: out Retribution, which is looking weaker and weaker every single week. I swear to God. I know, so they so they didn't just, like... Braun should have been able to handle those pussies, in my opinion.
3: There, there was like 8 to 10 of them, it seems. I, I don't know if they're growing each week or what's going on here, but... Yeah, oh, yeah. they look
2: weaker to me. The numbers are changing, but yeah, uh... I think we should probably just go through the SummerSlam card, and then we could talk about everything going on during each match. Probably be the best thing to do, since this is the SummerSlam show. Uh, I we Eric. But we, didn't, we won't be able to talk much about Retribution, so I guess we could talk that real quick. Uh, on Raw, I think there was just a small... Uh, is the only thing that happened was them fucking up the television truck at the beginning?
3: They ran on, uh, D-Mac was doing a promo and they run in on that. Or, I'm getting, let me get, make sure I have the right notes up. Yeah. They run in on a D-Mac promo and interrupt that. And then, uh, D-Mac and Rollins are clashing and arguing in the back about how to rally the troops. And who's the real leader of this locker room? It's the Monday Night Messiah? No, it's D-Mac. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, during that time, they, they go and fuck up the, uh, production truck. Something we haven't seen in a couple of years.
2: Yeah, so, and, and it was, it was, it was hilarious, uh, Corey was like, are they in the, produ- or is that, is that Retribution? <laughs> I don't know, or no, it would have been, uh, who would it have been? It could have been no, Cor- Byron. I don't know, it could have been Phillips, I think it was Phillips. Who, is that Retribution? Like, yes, you fucking asshole. Those, that's retribution. God. It's so <laughs> annoying how, how they treat the wrestling fan. Like, we've been doing this for like four weeks. Yes, that's retribution. Yeah. They're guys that dress in all black and fuck shit up very pathetically. Very pathetically. They just break, they're out there breaking laptops. Like, come on, let's do something. set yeah. Vince McMahon's car on fire or something cool. Yeah, I mean, uh,
3: in previous weeks we saw him bowl a cinder block through a, a glass window, not throw it, bowl it, Eric. Yeah. And we also saw him uh, huddled around a flipped car that was clearly flipped hours ago. Yeah. So, yeah, you look pretty weak, and I don't like how you're messing with the uh, current uh, social injustice climate. So.
2: I think, Either get down
3: with the program or get the fuck out of my face, Retribution.
2: Yeah, I think, I think Vince is at the age where, like, a group like that could get serious heat by fucking up Vince. You know what I mean? Like, we're we're so far removed from the Mr. McMahon character. You know, now he's just kind of like the old Godfather guy. Yeah. So now, like, if if a group came through, like, just bum-rushed his office and, like, just fucked him up, like maybe like a power bomb through his desk or something. You know Vince would take it. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, that would be I think that could get him some heat. Uh but yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not with it, man. I hate it. It just feels so weak. I don't know what they need to do, but it's not working. They need his,
3: first off they need a muscle, man. Like uh like you mentioned the security guard outside Raw Underground. That would be a nice addition.
2: That's a big old boy.
3: <laughs> He's a big boy. Yeah. But they just got a bunch of people that's like Jeffrey's size and weight, which is about five eight one thirty.
2: I mean, they are people your size they might be women, no, I bet you there's i mean it it looks like a <laughs> bunch of guys like uh what's his name uh he he actually got fired during the pandemic and now he's back. He's a real little guy uh it was like a mouthpiece for uh Rush? rush no. I'm not sure he came back too, but I don't know where he's at. Uh, no, but Drake Maverick. Like they oh, look Drake Maverick. They look about his size. Yeah. And maybe I completely forgot about the Drake. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think Leo's back. And did you know two of five lives still happening? No, I did not. It's still going on. I was I watched a new episode, like an odd night where I couldn't sleep, and I just saw it. I was like, is this still happening? I'm like I'll give it a shot.
3: I'm trying to show you some close-ups of these dead painted back here.
2: Yeah, like you said, it'd be cool, but if they were excited, but you can't really blame them. Like, are they just watching it just like we are? Yeah. So you just paid it... Have,
3: well, <laughs> maybe it's like the virtual reality, where uh, kind of like what they're talking about with the NBA, where all of a sudden, like you get. One seats point of view and then they switch you around you get another sections point of view like you're actually supposed to be there but hot potatoing sections yeah i assume it's like that like if they're just watching like us and
2: why would you buy a ticket just to have your face on the screen i guess
3: yeah it's it's welcome to the 21st century eric you're you're increasing (laughs) your social media presence
2: yeah yeah, they, yeah. They, if it's like that, then yeah. The only reason you'd buy a ticket to this is just because you're a narcissist and you want to see your dumbass on on SmackDown. That being said, I'd still
3: like to see the Boom Deep a thing or two on the spot
2: on this. Yeah, no, I'd do like, it. That would be cool.
3: <laughs> there, there's some, hang on, there's someone asleep in the background there. He wasn't even looking at the camera. <laughs> he was no, he was dozed off. Yeah. By
2: Gary. Third hour of Raw. Rewind it. Can you re- rewind it real quick? Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh man, this Thunderdome, Eric. I tell you what, it's gonna make SummerSlam a lot more enjoyable just to be able to see all these massless faces in the background, not giving a shit half the time. Oh, uh, there he is. There, there.
2: Oh, the the guy in the black? Yeah, he is sleeping. (laughs) He's just like a fat... The classic fat guy sleeping. Yeah. He just fell asleep with like just chin to the chest, passed out. Yeah. That's amazing. Not even looking at the screen. Not looking at the screen for nothing. That's a good tactic. Maybe that was his thing. Like, oh, I'll get first row tickets and then I'll just act like I'm sleeping. (laughs) It's not a bad tactic. Uh, so yeah, that's retribution. What else is going on that's not going to be on the card? Anything? There was
3: a intercontinental championship. I'm not sure if, if you want to check the Wikipedia, see if they're going to have a rematch at SummerSlam. But there's an IC title match on this Thunderdome SmackDown.
2: No, nope, we're getting a, a AJ Styles free SummerSlam, which is weird. I didn't think of that. That
3: that is very odd. So but they they hoard them out for this uh, ratings grab on Fox. Uh, yeah, I'm calling it the Danger Zone from now on. Because every time <laughs> I say Thunderdome, I either think of Thunder in Paradise or I think of Big L's uh, Danger Zone song with the, the great vibe
2: part. The yeah, boom, 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 boom. one yep, yeah, one three nine in Linux is the Danger Zone. Yeah. Of the Amway Center is the Danger Zone. Yeah, we can call it the Danger Zone. I'm cool with that. I didn't I like how they took Thunderdome.
0: Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep.
2: I would say just come up with your own name, but you know that would be terrible as well. So, I don't know. <laughs> they, they call it like the Armageddon Palace or some shit. <laughs> I would have liked the Danger Zone. Too bad we weren't in, the, in that meeting. I would have been cool with the Danger Zone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so who do you... But they, this is the second time they've whored AJ out for ratings grab on the IC title.
3: Is that right? Did they do that for Extreme Rules as well?
2: Well, they did it with Grand Metalik, right? Like, a couple weeks ago.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. That's right. So, who was this with? I mean, that that wasn't uh, as big a whore job as this is. This is like, <laughs> hey, we got the Thunderdome. We're now trending number one worldwide. We need a great fucking match.
2: What was it? Him versus who? Jeff Hardy. Oh. Was it good?
3: Oh, yeah, Eric. And I don't know. Are you in the Jeff Hardy camp?
2: What do you mean? Like,
3: you're an AJ mark. Are you in Jeff Hardy camp?
2: Oh, I, I'm i definitely an AJ mark. Why, did Jeff Hardy win?
3: Well, half of the Boom DDT podcast would like to congratulate Jeff Hardy <laughs> on winning his fourth Intercontinental Championship nice. with an injured leg.
2: Hell yeah. No, I'm fine with it. AJ doesn't ever really need titles.
3: No. He's, <laughs> he's good enough on his own. Yeah. Uh, so during the Retribution uh, invasion at the start of this SmackDown, uh, like when the locker room poured out to protect protect your necks uh, AJ gave a cheap shot to Jeff Hardy from behind Jeff Hardy thought it was a retribution moment, but he just came from behind Jeff Hardy and kicked him in the back of the knee But okay. so Jeff Hardy was wrestling like he was back with the trainer throughout the night And like I don't think you can go Jeff he's like fuck it I'm gonna go I, I'm gonna do this I don't care of course so, I mean, the, he's just getting that knee worked the entire match by AJ. And Jeff Hardy is selling, like, he is crashing and burning because of that knee. Like, he goes up to do the whisper in the wind, like, when he jumps up on the top rope. and
2: Yep, he, yep. He jumps
3: up on the top rope, and his knee just buckles there. <laughs> <Nice>. he cracks, <laughs> hell he's, yeah. He's hitting his ribs on the ropes and everything. Like, he's looking like a rag doll. He's selling it
2: great. yeah. And AJ's great at doing, that. like, that That sounds like it's going to be a great match. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: I was big on it, for sure. And, yeah, when will the Swanton stop? They didn't stop here. <laughs> they, they made it to the danger zone, Eric.
2: Hell, yeah. So is that how it finished?
3: Yep. A Swanton bombing you out. Well, actually, so Jeff Hardy was wearing a knee brace, out last Stone Cold. Yeah. And when uh, AJ was trying to set him up for the Cap crusher, Jeff Hardy, uh, hit him in the side of the dome with a knee knee brace because that's what you happen in the danger zone. Okay. And that, that's what stunned AJ. So AJ just cocked down and Jeff's hard just like, fuck it, I'm going to go for the swanton.
2: Hell yeah. So was it a nice long match?
3: Yeah, yeah, they gave him time to work. I was going to say, this... About, uh, 15, 20 minute
2: match. Yeah, i say at least 20 probably. Whenever, I mean, it's, you can't just, AJ can't just lose fast. Yep. That's pretty, that's cool, man. I'm excited to see that then.
3: Absolutely. So we'll see uh, where they take the IC title on Jeffrey. They they still cut him off post match when he's getting promo about you know how
2: uplifting this is. Vince just <laughs> hit the Hardy Boy music. Vince. Yeah. Jeff. He doesn't give a fuck, dude. No. I love Look, when, all right, You had
3: two minutes to give you a promo. You had two minutes and ten seconds. We're at Music. We got a lot of shit. To
2: yeah, get to. I love that shit. I love when people get cut off. Oh, yeah. It's like, you're done. Uh, I wish they would do a rematch at SummerSlam. There's a couple matches here I'd probably get rid of for that. Although, not really. The card's pretty good. Should we go ahead and get to the card?
3: Uh, let me see if there's anything else... Just get the fuck out of here. Um Is there anything else to get to? We have a I thought there's one other thing. I guess not really of importance, but raw underground.
2: Oh it, it, this week. Yeah, I I like I thought they all sucked.
3: It's getting worse every week, isn't it? <laughs>
2: Shane, but Shane's coke bender is continuing. Yeah, Shane's still high as hell. There was a part where he's like in between two guys, and I don't remember which wrestlers they were, but he's like, that was awesome, that was awesome, who's going next, who's going guys, that was so cool, you were so good, da, da, da. Like, he's just like, it's like, dude, what the fuck is going on in this place? <laughs> yeah,
3: he looked really, he was trying to wrap up the segment. God damn it. Cat almost spilled my iced coffee. He was trying to wrap up the segment, and he didn't know how to do so. So it just, that was awesome. Who's next? Who's next? Yeah. What's next? What are you talking about? These guys are still in a match. Yeah. If you were trying to wrap up the segment, you would let them wrestle.
2: Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not the, dude, I was so excited. And then, oh, God damn it, Jeff. I think they did it to me again, and I didn't even notice it. I'm. P- I'm they pretty. No hurt business? <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is no hurt business on the fucking Hulu cut.
3: Oh my god, that is. That's just god awful, there because there's a lot of shit that you can cut from this raw besides the hurt business. I'm looking at a Mickey James versus Natty match that's pointless. Uh, Peyton Royce versus Ruby Ryan that's pretty pointless. Yeah, and then Five, uh, Angel Garza it's pretty pointless.
2: Yeah, and the... Well, it was cool to see Mickey James back, but they basically used that match as a vehicle for (laughs) Samoa Joe and to have several several segments during it. Yeah, that that was ruthless. Yeah, which was... But still, uh, Samoa Joe's doing so good. Oh, Samoa Joe's top-notch. Yeah, he's killing it in that role. He's so cool. Yeah, he really is. He's, like... He he had two different things that night. Uh, One of them was, like, that he was saying that Rey Mysterio was there. That's why Seth Rollins confronted him.
3: Yeah, and, he's asking for his sources.
2: And then he said... Oh, he was also in on the video clip of uh, of uh, Vega getting caught. Um, Poisoning. Poisoning Montez-Fort. <laughs> yeah, Poisoning Montez-Fort.
3: <laughs> and a very shitty camera angle on that yeah. footage, too. It just looked like she was uh, leaning over a cup. For about 10 seconds.
2: Yeah, sneaking in some pills or something.
3: So, yeah, I, I'm with Vega. Like, that that video by itself is not incriminating. It's just her chilling out in the back. <laughs> yeah. over a cup.
2: Yep, just it's hanging out with a cup. that we can see. Just hanging out with a cup. Nothing to see here. <clears throat>
3: so, uh, the Hurt Business, uh, they basically just had a... Um, Uh, MVP came out, and he was uh, just talking shit to Apollo Crews, uh, making fun of him for, like, having a shitty background, like, streaky as hell, like, you're on top, and then all of a sudden, you're back in catering. That's the line he kept pushing. He's like, you're gonna be in catering by the end of the night.
2: Yeah, eating eating shitty fucking uh, hot dogs with the rest of the jobbers. Yep. Eating pigs in a blanket.
3: so Cruz comes out he's like that's fine if you want to get on my you know rag on my past and everything but uh how about this I'll make you a challenge I'll challenge Shelton Benjamin right now if I beat him then Benjamin and Lashley they can be enjoying our match at SummerSlam from catering instead of at ringside oh okay Cruz goes on to beat Benjamin which sets that up But then uh, that's not the end of all their mix because Apollo Crews, uh, well, after this whole thing, MVP's like, fuck it. Later on tonight, let's have a six-team, a six-man tag team elimination match. Uh, At this point, Alexander Ricochet and Ali had come out to, like, even the score because there's a three-on-one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Her business versus Cruz, so they came out and like aided them. And MVP's like, fuck it, let's have a six man tag match. Pick two of you guys, assemble your crew.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Of course.
3: And so, uh, Apollo Cruz had a tough decision to make which one of his brothers does he leave out? And this kind of played in the emotions later in the evening because he ended up leaving out Cedric Alexander. Ooh. So in the six-man tag, it's Cruz, Ricochet, and Ali versus MVP, Lashley, and Benjamin.
2: Oh my MVP god! MVP
3: tries to use uh, u- uh, uh, uses an opportunity to uh entice Cedric Alexander backstage. You know, like, hey, you want to come join the hurt business? We'll treat you with the respect.
2: Oh no. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to fucking Peter Rosenberg, and I'm pretty sure he predicted, that, or I guess he would have already. Or no, he didn't. Was was this on SmackDown or Raw? This was on Raw. Okay, so that's pretty obvious. Okay, never mind. I thought he made an unbelievable prediction, but now I'm not thinking so much. Uh, do no. you, do, you, do you care to hear the prediction or no? Yeah. <laughs> well, he said uh, I hadn't fi- I hadn't seen that on Raw. Like I said, I didn't get any of this. So he predicted that uh Well let's go let's go ahead and this will be a great time to jump with the card and this will be our first match. So SummerSlam uh, is tomorrow night. The the uh, the biggest party of the summer, if you will, Jeff. The biggest party of the summer. <laughs> and and uh, actually this time uh, you'll, you'll never see it coming. Yeah, well, what is that supposed to reference? I don't know. You just like, are they just
3: throwing in rock and catchphrases <laughs> again? Yeah,
2: you'll never see it coming.
3: Well, yeah, we will, we've been seeing it coming for five weeks straight, Vince, so I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. I
2: wish they would have unveiled the uh, the Danger Zone at SummerSlam. Then, then maybe we wouldn't have seen it coming. That's true. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so SummerSlam tomorrow. Uh, let's start with, since we're talking about them, let's start with the Apollo Crews versus MVP match, uh, for the United States championship. And as you said, Jeff, Bobby Lashley and Sheldon ben- Benjamin are banned. Yep. Banned from I ringside.
3: We'll actually see them in catering. I hope we do get a clip of them just chowing down hot dogs. For the podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Peter Rosenberg said that, uh, he predicts that MVP wins with assistance from, uh, Cedric Alexander uh, which I thought because he's not banned which I thought was an unbelievable prediction but now that I understand what happened on Raw that's kind of predictable
3: yeah that, that could be a, that could be a little easier to digest at this <laughs> point um, man it's really hard I, I, I'm I, for both Apollo I mean the Boom DDT podcast is both for Apollo and for the Hurt Business this is yeah. a hard one to predict
2: that is hard. Uh, I'll go with my. I'll go with what I. I don't know. This does suck because I don't want to see Apollo Cruz lose because then his title run was pretty much nothing except to boost the hurt business. Exactly. Which sucks, but I think that's what's gonna happen. So I'm gonna go MVP as well.
3: I appreciate a veteran, but. Can't screw Apollo Crews again. He is looking better and better each week, and they're giving him mic time. So I would say Crews hangs on to it.
2: Yeah, I hope th- I hope no matter what happens, they continue because it is kind of a cool little good guy versus bad guy groups. You well, know. They, they've, done, they've done pretty damn good with
3: such a low to mid-card storyline.
2: Yeah, like if they want to make Apollo, uh, who is it, Apollo, Ali, and... Uh, Ricochet? Yeah. I think that'd be kind of a cool little group as the good guys to go against these bad boys. Eric, are
3: you ready for... I, I just saw a biff on this week's SmackDown. Yeah. Cesaro was not expecting this. Are you ready?
2: Yeah, let's see it.
3: This is, uh, this is during a uh, Cesaro Shinsuke vs. Lucha House Party match. And uh, Grand Metal League is about to go, not for a springboard... Hurricane Irana, but just a, a, a jump over the top rope, and Cesaro was not expecting that jump. So let's take a look here.
2: <laughs> let's have a look. Okay, here he comes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, it, it kind of turned into, he Cesaro. Uh, one, more. one more time. Oh, he got he him! Got
3: Cesaro flung over the rope, and here comes Metalik.
2: Swoop! Oh, and yeah, he didn't really. Cesaro didn't know if that was like a body splash or a Hurricane Rana, so he did kind yeah. of a, a flop. And
3: Cole, at first, he was just in autopilot mode. He's like, "Whoa, did you see that?" And then Corey's like trying to explain it away. He's like, "Yeah, I don't think Grand Metalik got all of that." And then two minutes later, like, I think Cesaro hit him with some sort of Powerbomb reversal or something. Like, yeah. You know how they slowly try to, yeah. to get something in the ear? Like, you gotta explain
2: what the fuck just happened. Corey, uh, Corey loves to do it. He's always the one that tries.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. He will he will cover
2: up any mistake. Yeah. Heavy-handed as hell. It is. It would be fun, though. I can understand. That's a lot of creative uh, freedom right there to just try to come up with some bullshit excuse as to why that incredible botch just took place. Uh, okay. So you went, you went Apollo. I'm going MVP. Yes, sir. Uh, let's go to the tag division. Um, I did see all of this. I got all of this story on Raw for some reason. It's an okay story. I don't mind it, but I'd rather see the uh, MVP story myself. But um, Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza, uh, obviously with Selena Vega tag team match for the Raw, um, tag team championship.
3: Um, before, before we take our predictions there, have you seen the, uh, little clips, the cross promotions with the bachelor?
2: Yeah. With Demi, uh, I forget her last name. Her name's Demi. I remember her from whatever season she was on.
3: Okay. So you familiar with this woman at all? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. We used to have uh, bachelor and bachelorette watch parties at our house. Is she like? <laughs> I hate this promotion from a number of
3: reasons. Like, I don't know if this is just a bachelor thing or if they're making her look even dumber and ditsier and like stereotypical nineteen fifties woman than they do. On uh, her card. Her,
2: I don't. I mean, who knows what her real life personality is, but her on-screen personality at least is actually kind of cool like she's not she really isn't like that she's not a classic ditzy she's like a bisexual like uh she's kind of funny i don't know she her actual her on-screen personality would work in wrestling so i feel like i feel like it's possible it could work if that's what they're trying to do but i don't know what the fuck they were doing like i don't even know if bachelor just started up again or i don't think it did so i don't know why sh- i don't know why that would be in the story you know what I mean? I was confused by it, yeah. It maybe it did. I don't know. I, I we kinda stopped watching it. Uh but we like I said, we, we like Samantha was really into it. We had like watch parties with her friends, and I remember her from the season. She could work in wrestling, I think. Possibly like a Miz situation crossing over from the reality television, you know.
3: Well, I mean we don't need many more valets, in my opinion. No, so. I've either either learn to take, as Triple H says, take a bump. Yeah. your tentacles is out for future reference. Yeah. <laughs> either do that or get the fuck out of WWE.
2: True, because cause you're right, because she's just another blonde. Yeah. Like they just got uh, that Scarlet Bordeaux person in NXT who's like a stereotypical blonde. I mean, the list goes on and on. You know how Vince is. Yeah.
3: Still going
2: for those valets, man. Yeah. Hard to tell. Uh, so yeah, I I don't know, man. We'll see. I don't know what's going on with her, but uh, like we said, Zelina Vega has been caught on camera poisoning uh, Montez Ford. Um, I think I don't know. Like I said, I'm not super hype about this match. I would probably I I'd, I'd I'd like to see the Street Profits keep it. I'm gonna say them.
3: Yeah, I'm going to Street Street mm-hmm. profits as well. Uh like you, I'm a bit down on this and it's says nothing to any of the uh any of the talent really. It's just that we we've had an overexposure throughout this pandemic to both uh Vegas crew and the Street Profits. And the Viking Raiders are somehow like in this on the on the fringe.
2: Sloppy but they yeah. siding
3: with the Street Profits, so
2: yeah, like, I, don't, I don't
3: see any shenanigans that the Viking Raiders can't uh, even up.
2: Exactly, yeah, Andrade and like Zelina's crew. If if there was a if somebody would to calculate their pandemic airtime of all the wrestlers, they have to I'm be number finished. one. Their usage rate. Yeah, they they have to be number one usage rate. There's no way it's anybody else. Let's say
3: Orton Bray.
2: And yes, Vegas crew. Yeah, they've, dude, I... Who are you texting?
0: My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call, yep.
2: especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big. Plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. There was a couple, like a month of Raws where we were getting multiple segments a night. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that's during the era when we were putting shit off. Like, yeah, we'll get to SmackDown next week. And that's why. Because we're getting way too much goddamn, baby. Way too much of the same shit. Yeah. The same ten people in the performance center every yeah. single
2: week. I guess this really could go either way. I don't know. But I, I, I'd rather see the Street Profits keep it.
3: <laughs> it is nice to see... um like, the whole Raw brand in the tag team division is completely geared towards the up-and-comer.
2: Yeah. Yep.
3: Like, you know, The Usos, uh, New Day's obviously out. Um, Lucha House Party. Are they on Raw? I forget. No, they're on SmackDown.
2: Yeah. Just... And what about, are The Usos just on vacation or they've been gone? They might be out for pandemic. Have you seen them since the pandemic? Uh, the one, one of them hosted that dumbass, like, karaoke challenge.
3: Oh, that's right.
2: Not sure which one, but, uh, so they've been spotty, but yeah, that's weird. So, I mean, who, who else is in the tag team division on Raw? Just the Viking Raiders, Street Profits, Zelina's crew.
3: Essentially, that's it.
2: That's unbelievable. There's nobody else? Who are we forgetting? That might be it.
3: I mean, this is a classic wrestling game of... uh
2: Yeah. Sneak him away.
3: Sneak, yeah, the old <laughs> sneak him away
2: game. <laughs> yeah. Vince is so good at it, man. All of a sudden you're like, oh, I haven't seen Samoa Joe in ten months. Yeah, Like, really what is. the fuck happened? <laughs> Charlotte Flair, where you been? Yep, she's on vacay for sure. Oh, yeah. And then, like, the big boys, like Roman Reigns. like well, Roman,
3: Roman, that's, that's uh, high-risk
2: related. Oh, no, I get it. But I'm saying, like, I wonder when he's going to come back. Who the fuck knows?
3: Yeah, Sami Zayn.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is, is he even employed anymore? Oh, gee, I hope so. No, I think he is. I don't remember seeing that. I would have heard about it. But, yeah, he's the one. He... Remember, he gave up the uh, IC title.
3: Oh, that's right. Because yeah, he, he wouldn't come down to the performance center and yeah. wrestle.
2: And that was a cool storyline too. Is him? Uh, was it him, Cesaro and uh, Shinsuke? Yeah, he was part of that crew. That was cool. I like that crew. That's a shame. Well, anyway, yeah,
3: because Shinsuke and Cesaro by themselves, like in ring, obviously they're great. They're both phenomenal in ring, but there's no real reason like. Yeah. They have uh, the, the lucha house party effect, where like it's hard for them to capture me storyline wise
2: because of the mic work.
3: Because of the mic work. Yeah, they needed yeah, same that's not a language, name. Barry. Because Cesaro should be. I mean, Cesaro's an English-speaking guy.
2: Yeah, he's just not that charismatic. He's all right. Uh, <laughs> he was. I
3: mean, he can give you your mid-card heat, but he's not yeah. getting you're not you like, oh, fuck Cesaro when you're all... We you have work all day waiting for SummerSlam. Like, I, I can't wait to see Cesaro get his ass whooped tonight. Yeah.
2: He was, a, like, he, he needs somebody like Like, he was okay with Seamus, because Seamus is decent on the mic, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got... Alright, so we both went Street Profits there. Let's see, what should we do next? Um... Let's go to the women's side, and you can explain to me, because I didn't see this, how uh, Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville went from hair versus hair. Who we got there? That's Mandy Rose. Oh, she cut her hair. Or she took her tracks out.
3: <laughs> yeah, she, she took that <laughs> ugly ass weave out. <laughs> Mandy, keep it.
2: Yeah. Yes, yeah, take it. She, yeah, she looks a lot better <laughs> that way. That's not a half on the jerry scale. <laughs> yeah she's looking way better like that okay so so how did mandy versus sonya go from hair versus hair to the old uh i love this stipulation uh loser leaves wwe that that that, that is quite the uh the annie and it's
3: because <laughs> during this promo that you're seeing right now mandy is just saying like i'm not affected by, uh, I'm paraphrasing what she's saying, but she's like, I'm not affected. I like this shorter hair type of thing, and I'm not scared to cut all this off. If you think I'm just some bimbo, I can go bald. So Sonia later in the evening comes out, and she's yelling, of course, because that's how Sonia gives her promos now. Yeah. It's like, you want it? You want us off the ante? Bye. We're not. If if you're so cool with doing a hair versus hair match and you can be bald, then let's up the ante. How about no no disqualification match? Loser leaves WWE for good! I like it. I love.
2: That's an old school stipulation. But
3: Eric, is anyone actually leaving WWE? Because I don't see either of these women leave.
2: No, they don't leave, Jeff. That's. It's just they, like they, if a loser goes <laughs> on vacation for the pandemic. Yeah, I mean like they used to do it like in the territory days it was called the loser leaves town. Yeah. So like that guy wouldn't wrestle in that town for a while, you know. And yeah. then they'd find some way to work him back in, which is what they'll do with whoever loses this match obviously. Yeah. But uh I don't know. I'm okay with it. I thought uh I was kind of getting depressed at the thought of Sonya Deville losing that that luscious hair. Oh, for so, real? So, uh, so I'm I'm cool with it. Plus, I like the old school feel of it. Uh, and as I'm looking, as I'm looking at this card, this is like this is more extreme rules than Extreme Rules was. We got like there's three matches that are like the classic variations on a hardcore match.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh well, I never see it coming. Yeah, we yeah we didn't see it coming. But, uh, so yeah, this one's no disqualification, loser leaves WWE. Uh, who do you got here, Jeff?
3: First off, I'm glad they made a no disqualification, because Mandy still is not a great wrestler at, in the least, so no disqualification can help, uh, you know, get through all those ugly in-ring things. But, uh, damn it, it's Sonya's time to shine.
2: Yes, Mandy,
3: is, Mandy and Otis can go pack to Cheese Land, Wisconsin for the next couple of months.
2: Yes, I agree.
3: So I'm, I'm going Sonia Deville, Corella! Uh,
2: how did this? How did their segment end, though? Just a just a verbal battle. No, no hands.
3: Oh, so they weren't face to face. Uh, Mandy gave that promo that you just saw, and then Sonia just came out and gave a promo to the uh, Zoom audience.
2: Okay, so. And the so, team okay.
3: audience is so much less hype right now than they were early in the evening. Oh, man.
2: Oh, you, oh yeah, I'm sure. What, you got him? Mar- yeah, let me see these fools. Who the fuck? Oh, there's Corey doing an unring promo? Yeah, he's gonna ask him a tough question. Okay, there's Karen. That guy's talking, he's he's hype. There's, uh, that black dude back there was feeling it. Yeah, there's some people who like. <laughs> Uh, clapping back at Becky and Sasha as they get their from here. Oh, you mean uh Bailey and Sasha. Did I say Becky? I'm sorry, I got got uh a... yeah. baby. Yeah, don't don't trick the audience. She's not back yet. Becky is not back. She is well into her pregnancy. Yes. Um Okay, so we got right now on Jeff's uh we're Jeff's tracking SmackDown Live right now and uh we got A uh, Bailey and Sasha promo, so let's go that direction. Um, We'll talk about them both at the same time, because as of right now, we have Sasha, or did, I don't know if I gave my official take, my official uh, pick is Sonya Deville, by the well, by the way.
3: Okay, so we're both going Sonya
2: there. Yeah. So as of right now, we got Sasha, current champ, with Bailey versus Asuka for the Raw Women's title. And then we also have, in a separate match, we have Bailey, with Sasha, current champ, versus Asuka for the SmackDown Women's title.
3: Correct. So, um, you know how they were uh, kind of... We were talking last week, like, does this turn into a triple threat? Or how does this work out? They, they hit on that here on this SmackDown. On the previous Raw, Bailey kind of just offered up lackadaisically, like, hey, maybe I can go first. And this promo that you see him here, Eric, Bailey's like, well, that was kind of a suggestion. If Sasha wants to go first, you can. And now we see tensions building. Sasha's like, wait, a suggestion? You want me to go first and take the front of the heat and all this? So they're they're getting a little
2: argumentative. Yeah, JCP
3: just... is about to come out and interrupt the whole shebang and just like, hey, I'm basically vo- here to volunteer for a beat the clock challenge. She's she's talking
2: shit, but it's like, hey, why don't we have a beat the clock challenge to settle this? Yeah, Bailey's full of shit, man. I remembered last SmackDown. She clearly stated that she would go first, and she was happy yeah. about it. Oh yeah, she's slinking out of it. What a Karen, taking it <laughs> taking it back. What a bitch.
3: So they have a beat the clock challenge here on this Raw. Uh, Sasha goes first against Naomi and beats her in three thirty-nine.
2: Are you serious?
3: With the pressure of the clock, yeah, I know, right?
2: That's bullshit, Naomi. <laughs> a proven vet. Yeah, fuck that bullshit. Don't like I it. Uh, I'm in
3: the Naomi camp as well, Eric. She's long overdue for a title.
2: I mean, she can lose, but not in three minutes.
3: She she loses far too frequently. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But Eric, you'd be surprised. And happy to know that uh
2: Bailey versus Naomi. Naomi won that some bitch clean. Okay.
3: So Bailey obviously loses the beat the clock challenge, and Bailey will be going first.
2: Okay. So they're sticking with the two separate matches. Yes. Cause I was still gonna predict that uh Mom Pants comes out at SummerSlam and switches this. But maybe not. Now,
3: Eric, is our tensions gonna brew? Do, are we finally at the apex of this of the Sasha and Bailey? Are they gonna split at SummerSlam? That is the tough
2: question. Yeah, and there's so many like you could do this so many different ways. That's why it's it, it is kind of interesting if they keep it two separate matches. You know, it, it really opens up the the what you could do here. Yeah. I feel like maybe one of like somebody should lose and the other one should win. That's got, that's where I'm headed. What are you thinking? Like what? Like Bailey or Sasha? One of them should retain and the other should lose.
3: I think they should. What I think is going to happen is uh, Oscar's about to bowl a Chris Jericho and beat two titans in the same night. Yeah, and be the new
2: undisputed champion. That's an option, but then do then they do they have reason to yeah. hate each other in that scenario?
3: Oh, absolutely, Eric. If if Sasha's out with Bailey in the first match, and Sasha like you know because they've been uh, kind of bickering a little bit, if she doesn't help out in the way that Bailey sees fit, and Bailey somehow loses because Sasha wasn't there to aid as much as she should be. Like, say she's got her back turned or. Oh, okay. Something it, like that.
2: Yeah. And then she extracts revenge at the next match.
3: Yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> she's like, ah, eh, maybe I won't help out Sasha. Yeah. We both lose, and the bickering continues, and then. Maybe a stunner or two? I don't know. Like, I, I just want this shit to explode. I've been wanting this for two years now, it seems like.
2: Okay. So you're a fish. Okay, so I like that. So you're gonna go asking them both.
3: Yeah, I'm going Oscar undisputed champion, and I'm going a full split.
2: Okay, but uh, that's
3: just kayfabe in me, and I've been waiting
2: for this. I go, I, I go, uh, I go Bailey's the the real bitch. Okay, Bailey's the Karen. She's the uh, she's so good at it. She's the real she's the real bad guy of them both. So that's that's what I'm sticking with. So I think Bailey. Uh, 'Cause we got Bailey versus Asuka first, right? Yes. Alright, so put me down for Bailey retains versus Asuka. Sasha does do her job and, and make sure Sasha does make sure that Bailey wins. And then Bailey's just a bitch because she hates Sasha for making her go for winding up going first and she doesn't help her. And then Sasha loses. Asuka is the new raw women's champion.
3: That makes more sense logistically than my prediction, because, I mean, really, Oscar should have never dropped his title. That's a bullshit, extreme rules type of thing. Yeah. So.
2: But then again, you could say she never earned it either. Oscar never earned it? Yeah, remember, she she was given it to it by Becky. Cool. Yeah, I mean she she you could say I'm just saying playing devil's advocate. You could say she earned it because Bay- or uh, remember Becky said that the uh, money in the bank match was really uh, not a money in the bank match. It was for the title. Yeah. So you exactly. could you could say that either way.
3: But well, either no- way, I think uh, <laughs> yeah, I I, I think Oscar's definitely getting. I, I don't know, actually, because Shayna Baszler on Raw is looking rather facish lately. I don't know if they're just setting her up for a night Jacks feud, or because she's mentioned, It's like, either way, I want to winner that Raw Women's Championship ASAP. But There's, if she's turning face, I to see her going up against us.
2: Yeah. She's, she's probably just, right now, just like a, a tweener, like teetering. And then Gosh, we'll she's see where...
3: I'll, I'll be in Shayna Baszler's camp if she wants to turn face.
2: Yeah, we'll see. I <laughs> guess we'll have to wait.
3: Also, a random side note that did develop, but uh, Baszler's friends were there with her at Raw. Like, for NXT MMA friends. I can't remember their names.
2: Oh, like uh, jessamine Duke and somebody else.
3: Yeah, yeah, that
2: that crew. Yeah. All right, that's actually so. We've been getting a lot of exposure to this Sasha Bailey Oscar thing, but that that is kind of one of the more interesting things at SummerSlam, really. Uh,
3: in the Hearts Club or whatever
2: it's called. No, no, no. Like, just we've seen a ton of Sasha Bailey and Oscar over the past month.
3: Oh yeah, they gotta be up on the usage rate power rankings too, for sure.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but like I said, it is one of the more interesting stories on uh, SummerSlam. Oh, Uh, absolutely.
3: Everyone's waiting for the climax, man.
2: Yeah. Uh, Let's go. We'll keep the two big uh, championship matches for last, so we will go with a nice grudge match here. We got... um, Dominic Mysterio with Rey by his side versus Seth Rollins with Murphy by his side in a street fight.
3: Oh man, did you uh, catch your shit on Raw? Uh,
2: Kinda, it looked like just a, um, I was a little busy during it, but it just looked like a a nice recap of the storyline and then Dominic and Rey cut a promo and invite him out and Seth and Murphy come out and then they back out or something, I forget.
3: No, so uh, they 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 lure the Mysterio family lures uh, uh, Rollins oh, and yeah. uh, Murphy into a trap, and then they get some I revenge. They're like, "Come out, come on out!" and Dominic's just chilling in the background. And, yeah, they slink out of the ring, and Ray comes back in the ring to fight them like mano y mano, and then. When Rollins and Murphy are looking, they got their eyes focused on Ray, Dominic makes some uh, kendo pulls out, and they just act like it's a fucking home run derby out there, Eric. They're just yep. swinging away.
2: Get a little revenge.
3: I love it. I love revenge with the kendo stick. It's so fulfilling as a fan. You're like, yeah, Dominic, fuck his ass up. Yeah.
2: I mean, it, it. the kendo stick will always be great because there's really no way to work that. You just, no. just got to I mean, take the shots.
3: This was literally like this is the archaic initiation that uh, Dominic had to go through. If it's on camera or not, doesn't matter. But they they, they taped it, so it was on camera, and we got to see all the lashings on the front and back of his bruised and battered body, as JR would say. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So who you got? Bruised, battered, and bloody. Yeah. So who you got here?
3: Oh god, um.
2: This is a hard one. Well, it is. A, remember, it is a street fight with uh, plenty of shenanigans to be had.
3: There are shenanigans. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm gonna go with the Mysterios, man.
2: Yep. Yep, I am too. It's, uh. It's too much. To give a veteran like Ray get his eye pulled out or whatever they claimed happened, uh, and then beat up his little son that's only like 20. I mean, he, the, the, the good guy's got to win here.
3: Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of payback isn't enough.
2: No. They just
3: gotta have, and Rollins always shakes off these losses like they're nothing anyway under his Messiah persona. Oh
2: yeah, this <laughs> is... This. Like, oh, that was just a little setback in our, 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 our plan, our master plan. Yeah. No, definitely. A, a uh a loss here with shenanigans in a street fight is nothing. Yeah. Especially when you got Rey Mysterio a, a a grizzled respected vet out there. This this is a perfect time to lose and I think he will. So I I agree, put me down for the Mysterios here.
3: Now uh do you think this is a long map Like how how long do they give down to work?
2: Even with shenanigans, I think it would be a decent one, like a fifteen minute. Because I mean, Ray Ray's not really hurt or anything, so he, he's he'll do whatever. That's true. I, I think it will be twenty minutes with some uh, backstage stuff. That maybe uh, maybe make a stop at catering, visit uh, Lashley and Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quick quick note
3: on catering, Eric. They, they did uh, show the shit-taker in a replay on this week's Backdown when they recapped the Retribution <laughs> Yes, yeah, I saw that. So that shit-taker was supposed to be there, apparently. Yeah. I do they're just really milking that shit.
2: Yeah, no, I think he was supposed to be there. I wish you would have seen who it was. I wish it would have been Byron.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, I mean, he's, he's the classic victim of that, you know? Just a, yeah, just a nerdy guy taking a dump. It, it should it should have been Byron, honestly. Yeah, that would have been the perfect candidate for this shit. Oh yeah, he's he's perfect for that role. Um. Okay, so we got two big, uh, the two big championship matches. We'll go with uh, another extreme rule style match: a Falls Count Anywhere. Braun Strowman versus uh, the Fiend. Uh, the Fiend this time. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Braun Strowman, current champ. It's a false count anywhere for the Universal Championship. Um, I think, let's see. Now, Eric, let me uh, recap
3: the event really quick. Yeah, it's it, it, yeah, into this. Yeah, is,
2: is there not anything... Not so much, but
3: it hypes you for the match.
2: Yeah, and, um, and let me know if there's anything with, uh... With uh, Alexa Bliss on this last Smackdown. There wasn't really, besides
3: Nikki Cross, saying that uh, Alexa stayed off since since she was abducted by The Fiend. We okay. didn't see Alexa at all on
2: this Smackdown. Oh, okay. But Nikki is concerned. But okay. Nikki uh, like, uh, she's not
3: distancing herself by any means. Like, she still wants to be Alexa's friend and shit. But she is, she is a concerned friend now, officially. Okay. So, in this main event, we have a Firefly Funhouse. Where, um... Uh... What, what's the pig's name?
2: Uh... Um...
3: Dexter or something?
2: No. Oh, my God. How do we not know his name?
3: Ramblin' Rabbit and,
2: uh... Husky. Husky... Husker. Huskis, Hus- Huskus, yeah.
3: Huskus the pig. Yep. <laughs> there, there was some Mark just yelling at the podcast right there. It's Huskus! Yeah.
2: It's Huskus! <laughs> yep, yeah. Huskus. Huskus the pig.
3: So, uh, they, uh, they had a Firefly Funhouse with Huskus and, uh, Ramblin' Rabbit recreating like a broad in Alexa Bliss type of lover scene before Bray Wyatt's like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Knock that shit off. That's not how it goes. But then Braun comes in to the Firefly Funhouse, which Corey and Cole still explain as being in a void somewhere that we don't know where it's at. (laughs) We don't know where it's at, but Braun just found his way in.
2: All And
3: his freaking ass rips Gray out of the Firefly Funhouse. And guess what? We know where it's at. It's in the fucking danger zone. Because all of a sudden we're backstage in the danger zone. Okay. And Bra- Braun is just kicking Bray's ass around backstage. He goes over to the loading dock where the semis pull in and gets him in a choke slam. Looks back sadistically at the refs trying to stop him. All the security guards just waving, no, no, Braun, don't do it. He just gives a sadistic laugh and then choke slams him a big two-feet drop onto concrete. We don't, we don't see the drop on the concrete, obviously, because there's a mat there. Yeah. But uh, then the, uh, the ambulance comes, takes, this is Mr. Robbins, Bray Wyatt, takes Mr. Robbins, Bray Wyatt away. Then before it gets to the end of the tunnel, the ambulance stops. And you can see in the back windows, all of a sudden the back windows turn red. The ambulance is slowly Ooh. backing up. And that one guy from JJ Security, who's like running security nowadays, he's like, he's just yelling at the top of his lungs. It's like, what are you doing? Go! Go that way! Go that way! And then he just, his shit turns from, like, anger to fear. He just backs up against the wall. It's like, a, oh. My. God. The camera pans around, and you just see the Fiend standing in an open doorway of the ambulance just ready to fucking wreak havoc. Okay. After Smackdown cuts out, the Fiend just fucking, poof! Just apparates from inside yeah. the ambulance, and the transition is made from Mister Robbins to the fiend, and the fiend is
2: roaring and ready to go, despite what you did to Mister Robbins. So uh,
3: Mister Robbins, Mister
2: Rogers. Rogers, yeah. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna correct you when you were done, but yeah. Uh, so was it cool? <laughs> it sounds kind of cool. Was it good or no? It it was it was good but clunky. Yeah.
3: But uh, I mean, I'll take it as go home the hype for SummerSlam, I'll definitely take that as a main event. They've been having shitty main events lately, so.
2: And uh Braun Strowman still is like demented, like he's still changed man, right?
3: Yeah, he still doesn't give a
2: damn. Okay. It's
3: <laughs> my knowledge about Alexa. Okay. And he's laughing sadistically at refs. He's not looking like the as much as a traditional Braun Strowman. Oh, by the way, uh Huck Huskus is a pig when he was playing
2: Braun Strowman had on a "Get These Hoops t-shirt that I thought was hilarious. Oh, nice! <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're gonna sell that.
3: They should, man. I'd buy that.
2: Get these, these hoes. <laughs> well, uh, so that makes me really—I don't really know how to predict this match then. So, does is it a title match? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does uh, and I'm not sure the Fiends ever lost. Um, I could be wrong, but I can't think of an instance.
3: I can't think of one off the top of my head, but... I mean, he's also had plenty of mysterious matches where you don't know the way... Not plenty, but a couple of mysterious matches where it's like, the fuck did I just watch?
2: Yeah, but I'm saying, like, he didn't... Like, he's never lost clean in the middle of the ring. Oh, no. Hell no. So, (laughs) I... So this is Falls Count Anywhere. Man, I, I really don't know. So does it, do you think it looks like Braun Strowman is uh, going to eventually join the Fiend?
3: That's what I think is going to happen eventually.
2: Yeah. Which
3: would be pretty cool.
2: I And I want Alexa there too. I think she could be a really cool... Like, I think she could play this character.
3: I love face Alexa though.
2: I know, but like a like a dark version of Alexa, I think it'd be sweet. Uh oh man, I don't know. I don't think the Fiends ever lost. I can't imagine him losing. Uh, I'm gonna go man, I don't know. I wanna go Braun, but I think I think I'm gonna go Fiend, championship change. Oh man. Or the I don't know, either that or Braun wins and Fiend like respects him and recruits him. Or the Fiend wins and Braun like realizes that he has to bow down to him. And he becomes like another. They get back together, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm gonna go Fiend, man. I don't think he can lose yet.
3: I will. Yeah, I'll join you. No, no, no. I, I just remember what the Fiend looked like with the titles. I don't wanna see that again. So I think there will be a faction, but I think Braun still will be the gold holder. So I'm going Braun here Yeah. with yeah. the post post-match.
2: Yeah, I, I, man, I agree. I don't want to see The Fiend with the title either, but how does he lose?
3: He doesn't. I think we just have a uh, classic wish-washy finish where... like, I, The Fiend doesn't give a fuck about the gold.
2: Yeah, it's almost like he could win and just let Braun wear it. Yeah, That would be cool, but I don't so I think, think...
3: I think we'll have a wish-washy finish where Braun retains because it's wish Like, he wasn't pinned. But, I, yeah, this, this, this they got to be going for an alliance here.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, I, you, you're probably right, actually, but I'll, I'll keep my pick. Oh, well, I already said it. Alright. Alright, so the, the last match we have, which I don't know if it'll go on last or not. That match might go on last. Um, but the only thing we haven't done is the Drew Ma- D-Mac current champ versus Randy Orton and this is just a good old fashioned singles match for the WWE championship um, this story uh, basically Randy Orton has been just running through legends he, he took out Ric Flair with a hilarious nut shot that is just great in slow motion <laughs> Whenever they recap that thing and put it in slow motion, like what a great job by Flair on that cell. Yeah. I mean it looks like his balls were just completely crushed of smithereens. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then he took out uh let's see, on this roll he took out uh The heartbreak kid, HBK Shawn Michaels. HBK Shawn Michaels, and he even knocked his little hat off and Sean wasn't wasn't cleanly shaved, which I expected. He had like a bald guy haircut. Yeah, with
3: the hat on, he looks like an old friend of ours, Jake Seaver. But with the hat off, he just looks like a bald guy. Yeah, which is Jake Siever. So yeah,
2: no, I think Jake still has his hair. Yeah,
3: he does. But it, it'll be—he'll it'll, it'll look like HBK Shawn Michaels eventually. But. Eventually. Anyway, yeah, I, I didn't want to see bald-headed Shawn Michaels. So, yeah, next time keep your hat off, Shawn.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, I I think this is prime for Mac 2020 to continue. Uh, to get, even though Randy Woodby is still a valuable champion, uh, we got to get some redemption for taking out all these legends. So, put me down for Mac 2020. The Boom DDT
3: podcast is firmly... In the D-Mac 2020 vote camp. Yeah. So, uh, yep. There's even though he finally came to his senses and mentioned the great city of Peoria, Illinois last week on Smackdown. They're on wrong. how to go with D-Mac. Run yeah. Ruffshaw.
2: Yeah, we can't we can't watch Flair go down with a nut shot and then uh the the heartbreak kid gets what? A punt and two RKOs or what did he get?
3: He got an RKO. He got an RKO on a putt, and then Dmac got an RKO as well oh, okay. on the second attempt. The first one uh, he thwarted, but then when he had his back turned to help Shawn Michaels the second time, RKO, Randy got him with an RKO that time. So
2: yeah, we got to go Dmac here. I think that's the easy call there. Hell yeah. So that that's uh, that's SummerSlam, buddy. And then I'm sure we'll have some shenanigans from uh, Retribution. <laughs>
3: oh, God. Don't fuck up SummerSlam with you stupid... They're gonna fuck <laughs> up SummerSlam.
2: Well, I hope they just... If you're gonna have a segment with them, let's find out what they are. That's what I hope. Yeah, give him a mic and let him talk. Yeah, show your show your damn face. Show your face.
3: Yeah,
2: we want to see your face, brother. Yeah, yeah, show your faces. Tell us why you're fucking shit up like children. Let's hear it. Let's figure it all out.
3: I agree. A uh, couple more things to mention, Eric. I have a five-second Bulls update.
2: Okay, well let me let me set you up here. Uh, it's now time for Jeff's five-second Chicago Bulls update. Oops. Hold on. Well, thank you, audience. A little, l- a, little, a little early, though, but okay. Uh, and now it's time for Jeff's five-second Chicago Bulls update.
3: was this Thursday, this last Thursday. Did you watch? Because I didn't. No one should have. Nope. It's a waste of television space. But Bulls fans, this is where they this is where the Bulls find out what number they draft in this year's draft. Is it gonna be number seven for the fourth year in a row? That's what the the probabilities have them at. But Eric, our tourist is on the upside because we moved our way up like the Jeffsons, and we are we got the number four pick
2: Ooh. in the twenty twenty
3: NBA draft.
2: Okay. The audience likes it. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for that update, Jeff. Number four. That's not bad. Number four. Um. So we and what else? Oh, we have to set up for next week. Our big one hundredth episode.
3: Absolutely teasing a special edition of the uh, Boom DDT Dollar Bin brought to you by the Magic Milkman and Residential Film Expert, (laughs) Borg. Eric, would you like to tell him (laughs) what we will be reviewing
2: next week? I think you said Residential Film Expert. I did. I can never get his title right. He's got a lot of titles, but he is a residential film expert because that's where he prim- primarily does his work is residential. <laughs> you know he's he's not big, especially during the pandemic. Nobody's big on going to the movie theater. No. So he is basically a residential uh, film expert. So you, you're not wrong. But yeah, yeah but yeah, he is magical. He is magical. So yeah, let's go ahead and let let the listeners know, Jeff. What are we what are we going to be reviewing? Do we have a drum roll? Um, let me see here. Yeah, I do have a drum roll. Uh this coming week on on the Boom DDT episode number one hundred, the big show, uh resident residential film expert magic milkman Bork is will be reviewing Oops The Scorpion King with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh my god. Excellent. The audience. The audience loves it. Uh, and th- this is... Inf- Jeff has declared this in the past a 10-dog movie. So this a 10-dog movie. So this is well, big. Well, well, will
3: that uh, number of hot dogs meet the Magic Milkman scale? Yeah, we'll we, find out next week.
2: We don't know. Yeah, we'll, we will find out. So if anybody wants to watch uh, The uh, Scorpion King and get ready for next week's episode, we encourage that.
3: We do not know where it's streaming. Buy it
2: for three dollars. Rent it on YouTube. Yeah,
3: well, it's worth the three dollars.
2: It's ten dogs. I'm probably. uh, I bet you. I. I might get it through Prime if they have it. I'll rent it. Yeah, it's. It's no matter what the cost is, ladies and gentlemen. It's a ten dog film. It's a ten dog film. So go ahead and rent that. Um, And then we also have a, a cooking with short shorts. I hope.
3: That is not set in stone, but yes, we are we are hopeful for Cooking with Short Shorts for the 100th episode as well.
2: Okay, so be ready for that. Um, it's going to be a big show, buddy. It's going to be a big show, and if there is Cooking with Short Shorts, it will be uh, part of the uh, Lunchroom Classics series. Yes, we have been
3: brainstorming classic 90s lunches that we grew up with, and we, we think we got a couple that we can work with. So we'll, we shall see with Short Shorts.
2: All right, Jeff. Uh, I think that'll about do it. We went over today, but that's okay. It's the big SummerSlam show, one of the biggest shows of the year for WWE. We are in the danger zone.
3: We are in the danger zone. to so, thank you for joining me in the danger zone. And yeah. Thank the fans for uh, recommending to a friend. Yeah, hey, this is a badass podcast. Yeah. About to do their hundredth episode.
2: Yeah, yeah. Rec- recommend, please. Don't worry about subscribing or liking. I don't really give a shit. Nobody cares. Yeah, that's, that's all just hearsay. That's hearsay. Just recommend a friend. It's easy. Um, I think that's it, Jeff. Enjoy SummerSlam, huh? Hell yeah, dude. Night, night. Night, night. But now I don't understand. Start is it? Now I don't no, 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 understand. Good. Huh? Said... Okay.
0: Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep.